the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This segment of Faith Talk Live brought to you by America's Benefit, LLC. Comprehensive health care coverage for 30 to 60% less. Online at OurPlanRocks.com. You're listening to Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe. Right here on Faith Talk Atlanta. Look out, it must be the roller coaster of love. Oh, yes, it is the Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. <laughs> I'm Rick Probst. I'm Dan Rackler. You're slipping into DJ mode there. That's right, everybody. <laughs> hey, everybody. Right in the middle of the, I guess, the sweet spot of my mediocre radio career. I'm Rick Probst, and I've drugged this guy in it as That's well, right. Dan Rackler. We're kicking off another 10 in a row right here. <laughs> <laughs> we could do this uh, the entire hour. Yes, we and, could, but uh, we probably shouldn't. would, would love us. Wouldn't they? Would yeah. they love us? I think that? so. Radio people would love us. Didn't you do, uh, you did like a party last week or something. Did you do any, uh, I mean, you don't have a vomit voice, DJ no. voice anyway. You never have. No, I didn't do much talking. It was mostly just playing music. Kind of, a, I was really more wallpaper background music <laughs> more than anything. I am wallpaper, ladies and yes, gentlemen. I just yeah. want you to listen to the, the pretty flowers to the there, tunes. Right? Yeah. Well, did you uh, did you play any eighty stuff? And you look like that. <laughs> <laughs> you want to show the audience yeah, at home that. on Facebook Live? There, somebody posted that, and I had to take like a triple take. Because they're wishing you a happy birthday. I was like, Dan never told me he had a mullet. <laughs> well, and, and I thought it was kind of obvious that it was Photoshop, but then people started posting no! sounding like uh, that, that they thought it was actually me. So I had to post, uh, you know what, that's really not me. That was a good Photoshop. Time. Those of us that are not experts in the tech world, Dan, yes. we have no clue. Uh, yeah, thanks for, uh, well, you ruined it. It was like a spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. I thought I got rid of all the copies of this. Oh, man, everybody knows of my mullet days. No, you said Photoshop. So, yeah. anyway. Thomas Painter, is he still a friend of yours? Yeah, Mr. Mr. Painter. He was Painter. Uh, He was my nope, girl's eighth grade history teacher. Oh, he was? Absolutely, hands down, their favorite teacher they ever had. And he's just a fantastic teacher. And he does stuff like that in, in class. He'll Photoshop himself into different old historical oh, photos. Oh, that's awesome. It's it's fun. He's that's a great That's the teacher. kind of teacher you really enjoy having. Yes. Yeah. I wish I had more teachers like that when I was in school. I had a, I had a couple of them, and uh, but uh, the rest of them, <laughs> they just said, get this kid out of here. <laughs> yeah, please. Much like my son Elijah, the teachers are saying that. But he's got a couple of them that have patience and will yeah. uh, you know just uh, download into him. And I realize they can't do it because they got, what, 60 kids right. in the classroom. right. But anyway, I I digress. Yesterday was your birth. Oh, by the way, uh, in the studio, in the green room right now, Dr. David Delk, and I think Bo Wisdom, <laughs> who is not uh, one of those wrestlers from back in the '90s. He is actually a um, he, he's a hero. He received the Purple Heart for bravery and valor after he was severely wounded in Fallujah back in 2006. He has a powerful story, and if David sent us the right email, then that's who it'll be. If not, It'll be like uh, a surprise, like when you go to Stucky's, that little 
box there that says a surprise gift. Let's see what's in there. I never bought one of those. I, I was always afraid to see what might be in it <laughs> and how much money I wasted on it. <laughs> My dad would always say, oh, it's not worth the powder to blow it up. No, you can't have 25 cents or a dollar or what, whatever. Uh, anyway, yesterday was your birthday, yeah. and they took you out to to eat, and you had a great dinner, and I... this. This 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 troubles me, Dan. This, okay. This birthday cake that was posted. I don't have a picture right <laughs> handy, but it said "Happy Birthday." It looks like it was a legitimate birthday cake. Oh, it was, yeah. But it looked like uh, Freddy Krueger wrote. <laughs> what was it, Daddy? Da- Daddy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had gone to uh, Walmart to get the cake um, because they hadn't done it ahead of time. And so when we got there, the Walmart bakery was closed, so there was nobody there who could write yeah. Dan or Daddy or whatever on there. Yeah. So we just bought a generic happy birthday cake. The guy in the tires couldn't bring a, no, couldn't, a greaser apparently. thing. <laughs> so so Bethany said, well, I'll write Daddy on there Bethany. in my own special way. Bethany. See, I told you on the way over to Starbizzle this morning yeah. that uh, I would have never thought Bethany. Now, Kaylee, she's the kind that would scratch it like that. Yes, she would, right? definitely, yeah. And she'd but, take but, the, you guys still have a cat? Yeah. She'd take the cat's claws and go, <laughs> yes, she would. Daddy. No, she would take the cat's face and <laughs> and write it in there, yes. That's tonight's gift for you, but you had a great birthday? We did. I did. We did, yes. I did. It was a great time. So, so. you're on the other side. What what gifts did you get? Anything you can share? I got, well, I got one big gift, which was a gift card for uh, a certain massage place, which we mentioned with uh, Anita Renfro, who, would, if oh, they yeah. would like to do an endorsement for us, That'd that would be, be awesome. wonderful, yeah. But uh, so I got a gift card to go get some not massages. crack them and slap them the place you used to go to to get yourself <laughs> no, uh, no. fixed up there. I got tired of being <laughs> slapped. So <laughs> now this is just massages. So it was awesome. great. Speaking of Anita, she has another grandbaby, a yeah, boy grandson. Keller. Yeah, was it Keller? Keller. He was yeah. born yesterday. I noticed because so, she was here what a week ago, and yeah, and they, be, the baby was yeah, late that's right then. a week today, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so congratulations to Anita, to Elise, her daughter, and uh, and the whole family. Awesome. And uh, let's see, here's a great anniversary to remember. 126 years ago today, Spam was introduced, and oh, the boy. same can is still uh, around. Oh, spam the food, not spam like no. we get in our emails. <laughs> Good okay. point. Okay. Yeah. Because you say spam, and what do we think? Technology, We think right? technology. Emails, well, I think yeah. about the meat because, well, is it in quotation marks meat? Yeah. My yeah. dad loved to fry Spam, hmm. and we would have Spam regularly. Spam and eggs. Yeah, actually, I see. I, I guess my parents didn't like it. We never had it growing up. But I think they eat a lot in Hawaii, don't they? Isn't it big in Hawaii? Are they I for real? That. Yeah, yeah. It's well, like, I still see it when we go uh, past Starbizzle to that grocery store on the other side, which we can't mention their names. Shopping's a pleasure there, though. Yes, yes. it is. Yeah. Uh, they ha- still have a, a row of of spam. Of, of spam there. Yeah, you're right. So anyway, um, uh, text us or send us a message on Facebook. Live, if if you have ever eaten spam or you still eat spam, we we, we want we're interested to find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that uh, our our president uh, Donald Trump got rid of the FBI director, right? And so the office is open. Have you heard that this guy? I put in my application. <laughs> I don't know if you have. But. I would vote for you. <laughs> no, my first vote though goes to this guy. This guy is running. Check this out. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. (laughs) (laughs) He's got my vote. I see it all over Facebook. It's hysterical. And I thought, yes, I would vote for Barney Fife, 
He would, for he would FBI bring, director. Yes, Comey's he, out. Fife is Fife in. Fife is in, yes. One bullet, one knife, that's all you need. Nip it in the Bonnie bud. Fife. Yeah, I love it. Just think if we could get Dr. David Delk as uh, FBI director. I'd vote for him. Wow. Man, he right? could strong arm anybody into doing what he had to do. He could tear up all those uh, those old uh, phone books that are still in Washington, <laughs> yeah. those that they still use, no doubt. Yes, all those old ones. Do so people it, still get phone books, by the way? Do they still make phone books? I think. I still do get a Yellow Pages yeah. phone book every year, two around. years, but I, it, you know where it goes, right? Straight in the trash. Yeah, in the yeah. recycle. Of so, course. I mean, it's like, I got the internet. Yeah, exactly. Got dial-up. What else do Why you need? Why do you need that? Yeah, anyway, let's uh, see what's up with uh, Bo Wisdom uh, <laughs> and Dr. David Delk. Why are you I'll laughing? go grab him in the green room. We'll see what's up. Uh, F- FCA's... Dr. Delk and more. Oh, we forgot the candles, Dan. He oh, loves no. candles. Oh, man. And he loves scented ones, too. Well, next time. Next we'll time. spray some Febreze or something Dan, in here That for sounds him. really great. Or Lysol <laughs> that we have in the bathroom. We'll yeah. be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Stay there. Right here from our seventh floor studio in Buckhead, this is Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. I got this feeling. I got this feeling that Dr. David Delk did it right this time. He sent us the right email. So Bo Wisdom is in the studio, and uh, this guy is amazing. We're going to find out about his story. Severely wounded in 2006 in Fallujah. He lived to tell about it. He's got a story that's uh, just going to change our world. We're going to hear all about it. So. Uh, stick with us. It is the Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. Happy Tuesday. And in David's defense, we read the email wrong the last time. We. So we. we read. Okay, I read the email because wrong Because I can't time. read. That's right. All right. <laughs> it's the Dr. Delk show today. That's right. That's Step right. up the to doctor, that microphone there. The yes. Do- the doctor is in. The doctor is in. That's a very attractive shirt you have on there. And uh, they would have really gone well with the scented candles we did have last week. Or the couple of weeks ago when we mm-hmm. when we had the other gentleman. Yeah, I had you guys in mind when I put this shirt on this morning. <laughs> <laughs> now, where did you get this tan from? Look how tan you are. I today. know. I was at the golf course all day yesterday. Oh, it's a rough but, life. Is that one of those spray tans? <laughs> yeah, it is. Just for you. <laughs> Candles, Were you at the spray golf course? Yeah. Were you really at the golf course yesterday? Yes, Eastlake. No. Okay, did you have an event or something? What? We did. We had a fundraiser. Okay. So you, were how come you guys weren't there? Uh, I well, it was probably ah. in the memo. It was probably in the memo, the Bo Wisdom memo. I'm not allowed on golf courses anymore. I, <laughs> Neither am I. I'm not allowed to play. Just take the money. See, I can show do me that, the money, but don't let me play. Did yeah. you have a good time? We had a great time. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of it's officially summer. Yeah, it's well, hot. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we yeah. skipped right over spring, didn't yes, we? Yes, we, we did. Straight did. To summer. did. You play best ball, or what'd you do? Uh, best ball. Uh, take the money. Uh, thank. <laughs> take the take money. <laughs> Send kids to camp. We raised uh, about eighty thousand dollars to send yes, kids to camp. Yes, come on, awesome. that's right. That's awesome. Go. That is cool. I didn't mean to fist bump you too hard. No, I noticed you moved uh, back. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I am a, hit yourself I am in a the hand face. model. Where you is don't know your own strength. <laughs> Last time he did that, he knocked me against the wall. Remember? Yeah. Are you still uh, tearing phone books in half? No, no, because I tore my heart. Let's talk wow. more about uh, the gentleman that you... But thank you for for hooking us up with Bo. He's got quite a story, and we're going to find out uh, all about it. Thank you for your service from the very beginning. We appreciate Bo Wisdom. Now, when I first heard the name, I thought, is this a stage name? And was he one of those wrestlers from back in the 90s? Doesn't that sound like one of the old uh, wrestlers from the 90s, Bo Wisdom? Absolutely. Yeah. How'd like, you meet this guy? 
Well, he came to uh, speak at a fellowship of Christian athlete meeting, Loving Good Middle School, yeah. I think it was. And uh, one of the uh, volunteers over there said, you need to have this guy come speak. And so we invited him to another FCA meeting. Yeah. Uh, very inspiring. The kids need to hear more about, you know, young men like this mm-hmm. who have gone out and sacrificed for their country. Right. Uh, military service gets sometimes a bad rap today. Right. Yeah. And uh, this young man's very inspiring. Mm. Wow. We're going to hear the story here in seconds. Uh, listen, go to our uh, website, go to faithtalkatlanta.com, and you can find out more about women in ministry. We've got two more days. Dan and I will be broadcasting live, and a special guest speaker this year is one of uh, Dan's favorites. Um, in fact, uh, Dr. Dale? <laughs> well, well, that's what, that's what we were hoping favorite, for. Second but, favorite. Okay, then. Yeah. Second. But they then, wanted a female for yeah. the for the <laughs> women, women in ministry. Yeah, thing, women so. in My ministry. Bad. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Candles. <laughs> <laughs> so she's going to be speaking, yes. and her name is Nancy Damas Wolgamuth, and it's going to be huge. So uh, I think there's still time to sign up. FaithTalkAtlanta.com. And while you're there, check out none other the. Um, the Dr. Uh, MacArthur's latest book, and you said you went, went and got yours, I got right? mine today. I signed up. But, well, I didn't actually get it yet, but I signed up for it today. So Checks go online, faithtalkatlanta.com, you can get the details there. Thank you. I should have done that. I should have thought to do that, but you went ahead and did that. I'll do mine a little bit later on today, after David takes us to, to um, is he taking us to Chops today, I think? Yeah, I think that's what he said, Bones or Chops, you one down of those, the, Whoops, so, whoops, yeah. we mentioned uh, a name there. I guess proud sponsors now, Faith Talk Live. <laughs> so Bo Wisdom, you guys uh, got introduced, and uh, what was it about his story? We're going to get into his story, but what was one thing about his story that you said, yes, this is the guy we really have to connect with? I think it was perseverance, perseverance uh, from the time that he uh, was shot and listening to the Holy Spirit uh, through the whole ordeal of uh, the trauma that he went through just to survive the, the, the battle action that he was in. Yeah. But then also he went through a series of multiple surgeries and never gave up. So wow. perseverance and, and, and also teamwork. Uh, helping his fellow brother, who was also in distress, too. Love that. Bo Wisdom, the man, we appreciate you being here. Tell us a little bit about yourself, let's say, before 2006 and Fallujah. What was, who was Bo Wisdom? What was he all about? Well, thank you guys for having me today. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, uh, before I actually uh, served in the Marine Corps, you know, I just growing up and, you know, having the Lord in my life, you know, I uh, wanted to, um, was always inspired and not sure what direction to go. Uh, raising up in Florida, you know, you know, I was kind of led to serve my country. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lord just really positioned me and, you know, everything was just lining up for the military. And, you know, it was just a pride to... I want to go into the Marines because the Marines, they were first to fight. Yeah. They got into the action. They they did everything to defend our country. So I was like, I want to go into the Marine Corps. You know, it's, it's just awesome to do there. So got into the Marine Corps. It really strengthened me when I got into the Marine Corps. I didn't grow up with my father. So the Marine became, other from my Heavenly Father, the Marine became that that father that really strengthened me, gave me that backbone. Now, where did you get the idea for the military? Did you have other family members that were in the, the military at all? Or how did, how did that come about that you said, hey, I think I'm going to join the military and specifically the Marines? Well, initially I wanted to uh, 
Initially, I wanted to go into the seals, uh, just watching TV. I like a lot of action movies, so yeah. I watched action movies, and you know, I was like, man, that that'd be cool to do. Yeah, you know, to be able to be in a special group, somebody that could go and do something that others can't do, and and, and I love helping people. So I was like, man, that's awesome. Not only will I be in a special group, but then I'll also be able to help people. Right. So. In this time, you know, when I went to be the SEALs, it was like, oh, you had all this swimming to do. I was like, man, I don't, I don't think I can swim. <laughs> <laughs> That's a major so, part of being yeah, a SEAL. So, yeah, so yeah. automatically <clears throat> then I was thinking, well, if I went to the Navy and I went to become a SEAL and I missed and I could not pass, which I wouldn't have, um, I would have been stuck on the ship. I was like, ah, no. I didn't want to get stuck yeah, on the yeah. ship. Yeah, yeah. So. swim again. <laughs> 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 And, uh, you know, then I went into the Marine recruiting office and he kind of introduced us and he talked about force recon. He talked about special units in the Marine Corps. I'm like, man, the the Marines are pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and then I I was just hooked ever since, you know, uh, I PT'd with those guys. We worked out on Saturdays, uh, a lot of family teamwork based atmosphere. And, and that really sold, sold me. And at that point I just went ahead and, uh, you know, just signed up at that moment. You know, I didn't even tell my parents. You know, my mom was like, man, all these Marine recruiters keep calling you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, Mom. How old were you at that time? Were you, you were just out of high school or what? Yes, 18 yeah. at the time. Old and enough to sign Old enough to the, sign the paper. Anybody what else. did your mom say? Was she like, son, why didn't you talk to me? Or this is awesome, good to get you out of the house. What'd she say? Well, she's kind of shocked. You know, I didn't really, you know, she didn't know how to take it. I'm her only son. So uh, then it was like, you know, your baby's leaving home. Yeah, right. yeah, you yeah. Know, so she, you know, but she was supportive. You know, she, uh, it, it's, it's a great thing to, you know, serve our country. So, yes. you know, she, she viewed it as, uh, you know, an honorable thing to, to go and do. Even though I was leaving her, she's still seeing that, you know, I was doing, I'm going somewhere positive. Yeah. Because a lot of youth, you know, that, you know, a lot of people don't graduate high school much less go and do positive things in their life. So mm. she was happy to see that I was going on the right path. Bo Wisdom telling us his story. Uh, so you, you knew the Lord as you joined the Marines, and you stepped off the bus and started getting screamed at. Did you have any second thoughts, or just said, I'm going to do this, period? And how did God help you through that initial? <laughs> See, I would have gotten right back on the bus. <laughs> I don't need this. <laughs> well, the bus parked. <laughs> uh, it was just, uh, you know, it, it was just becoming real. Yeah. You know, you got off the bus. Because isn't that a shock from what I understand? My dad yeah. served in the military. I did not. But it, every person I've ever heard, no matter what branch, but especially the Marines, uh, they, they, it's pretty rough when you get off. Mm-hmm. Constant yelling. Yeah. <laughs> Constant, you know, being obedient to orders. Yeah. You know, you're told what to do, when right. to do it, how to step, how to place yourself, getting in line, uniformity. Uh, it's, it's just a lot of, a lot of pressure. Yeah. So if you're not, if you're coming from an environment that does not have people yelling at you or if your parents never yelled at you or you never got in a situation where nobody talked to you rough, it's a total big shock. Yeah. Um, was so that the case for you? I was shocked, but I wanted it. Yeah. You know, so that made it a lot better because that was what I was anticipating 
And if I had gotten anything less, I would have, you know, it's like, what is this? Mm. Yeah. So I, I was expecting it to be tough. I wanted it to be a change because, again, I'm getting into something that, you know, 1% of the United States are people who serve in the military. Right. That's including current as well as uh, retired and people who've gotten out. So all the veterans, that that's 1%. And, you know, for me to get in this type of group, it just made me feel like, man, I'm, I'm doing something. Uh, I'm doing my purpose. Yeah. You were made for that moment, mm-hmm. and you were convinced. Wow, Bo Wisdom, great story. Got a couple of minutes here. So you go through basic, all right? And what year was this uh, you, you went through basic? 2002. Okay, 2002. June 2002. So you were in Fallujah in 2006. That's when the accident happened. How long were you in the States before you were uh, released or you got your, your call of duty or what, whatever you, whatever the Marines call it? Well, we, we, once we finished boot camp, which boot camp is three months, yeah. Uh, then we got two months into infantry school. Okay. In infantry school, they told us, you're going to be going to war. Okay. Mm. So we finished infantry school around November. Uh, by January, I was on a boat going to Iraq. Wow. Mm. Uh, in 2003. On this, you know, it took about 30 days to actually reach Iraq. Or oh, as you were Kuwait, we reached Kuwait. Uh, we staged in Kuwait, and we kind of waited until, you know, the president, President Bush, give the order to, hey, we're going to war. And we kind of figured out before the news, actually. So we were on our way. Right. And during that time, most of the contact that we received was in Fallujah, was on Nazari. So we, we were, and it was, that was a total shock to me because mm-hmm. as we're going into the city, you see flames coming from, it looked like a movie, flames coming from the buildings. Yeah, Cobra helicopters going above us, mm. and you could just feel as every turn, as you, your your body just vibrates from that. Wow! And you're 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 going into the city, and now you're wondering like you know what seals are coming back reporting to us, the situation where people even the uh, women were carrying weapons, so it, it just became mm. very real. Because you want to make the right decisions when you're there. Let me cut you off there. We've got a hard break we have to go into. In the next segment, we're going to get right into the story because we want to find out what happened in 2006 and how you made it, what courage it took you, the persistence, and uh, you're on the other side of it. Let's uh, find out more. Bo Wisdom here with Dr. David Delk from the FCA. Wow, what a story. We're going to hear Mm -hmm. more. Stay with us. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Right here from our 7th Floor studio in Buckhead, this is Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. Now there's Super Tuesday on Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Happy Tuesday. Good to have Bo Wisdom in the studio. Uh, He and Dr. David Delk. This guy has such a story as we talk to him while the break is going Mm -hmm. on. We're going to hear some more details about uh, this uh, amazing life and perseverance is a great word to use for this life and what's going on now, speaking all over and sharing his story. And not only the story of being wounded in uh, 2006, but the story of how God uh, helped him and uh, and how uh, he's ministering Christ all over. We'll talk more about that in, uh, in, in seconds. Go to our website, faithtalkatlanta.com, and find out more. We have mentioned Dr. 
John MacArthur's book. We're in competition with some of our other stations, one on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. We won't mention any letters, but it's KKLA. <laughs> and they have like 130, what, 130-some we saw on the yeah. list the other day. And we need to catch up. In fact, I want to beat them. I want to rub it in their nose, Dan. So I know that Atlanta can do it. So get your free book from Dr. John MacArthur and uh, chalk up some points for us, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll rub it in. Well, and not to have excuses, but they do have three times the population in Los Angeles that we do here. So you know, <laughs> yes, but you know, we're holding our own. Atlanta loves us. Yeah. We they love us very very much. So yeah. go to faithtalkatlanta.com, dot com, and uh, you can pick up yours. Uh, meanwhile, uh, tomorrow it is uh, Ken Kington. I'm on assignment. I will not be in studio, but Ken will be here with Dan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that'll be a great show. Then on Thursday, we'll be at Women in Ministry broadcasting live. And then Friday, we're going to talk about the new film. It's called The, the Champion. Champion. Yeah, The Champion. And Done by some guys uh, at First Baptist Woodstock right here in Atlanta. So, so. they'll be in studio with us. It's going to be a great week. And then on Monday, we'll have Dot and Lisa Mills back. So I'll need the whole weekend to rest for oh, that show. That's going to be fun. Because there'll be some, uh, there'll be some uh, chop uh, slapping on uh, that almost some as... chop slapping. <laughs> chop slapping. Handles <laughs> oh. to chop slapping. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of glad you moved, David, over there. It just kind of feels better. Now you're I can reach, reach across. <laughs> <laughs> I can reach. He'll pass. Of course, I've got a Marine. <laughs> Right by the house. He'll pass it through both. What's worse, David Dalk or a Marine (laughs) right next to me? Once a Marine, always a Marine. Bo Wisdom in the studio (laughs) talking about uh, his adventure. All right, last segment we kind of talked about before you got in the Marines, joining the Marines, boot camp, and you're on your way to to Iraq, right, uh, at this point. So uh, tell us, uh, let's get more into the the story, kind of fast forward up to 2006, I guess. Well, at that time, I'm a squad leader. So it was the morning of January 5th, 2006, where me and my Marines just got off our night patrol. That morning, two Marines were shot and killed, one with his head blown out by an enemy sniper, the other one with his throat blown out by an enemy sniper. Now, we face danger every day, never knowing which day the enemy will strike, never knowing which day will be our last day Mm. on on the earth. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as United States Marine, there's no higher priority than the protection of the men and women of this country. Mm-hmm. See, we serve to protect you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Thank you. We appreciate mm-hmm. it. It was an honor. Thank you. So, at this time, me and my squads were not given an order to go out and clear the whole city of Fallujah, Iraq. Mm. And, you know, at this time, you know, adrenaline's pumping, heart's pounding. You know, you know, we're, we're, it's more up than before because of the imminent danger mm-hmm. that's at our front door. So we go out and we cleared a good portion of the city. And we came to a tented house, a house that had a great advantage point, a point that we could easily operate out of. So me and my Marines, we seized that house. We took control of it. We had great optimal view of our firm base, which is our base of operation. Uh, great views of the main roads, a path the enemies could or would likely take. Uh, so I positioned all my Marines to cover these sections. At that time... My lieutenant radioed me and informed me, hey, we have hostile activity east of your location. Hmm. We need you to move, link up with QRF, which is a quick reaction force, move to that portion of the city and clear that portion of the city from these insurgents. So we waited. We shot some green star clusters into the air to give QRF our position. Mm -hmm. Now, the walls that we were inside this house in a gate, these walls are like 10 feet tall so we had we hardly had good view Hmm. so i had to walk out into the street while my marines kept overhead coverage 
as I walked down to the street, we went around the corner. I went around the corner and linked up with the other squad that was coming towards me. And the first guy I seen was, you know, a good friend, a brother, a uh, brother who I had great respect for. And we started to talk, and it's like, man, it's such a messed up day, you know. So many Marines got killed, and, mm. you know, you know, it's just horrible. Mm. So he came, and we're kind of dispersed around 15 meters, mainly for the fact of if an IED or explosion goes off, it may only kill one of us, mm. still allowing us to do our job and continue to protect the civilians, protect the other military members, and making sure that we could get our job done and protect our country. So as we came around the corner and we're stretched out, the other patrols still coming our way. And by the time we're out of sight, I'm face down road, clearing that section, and he's faced to my six. Uh, he's on the outside. Then immediately, bang, I get shot. Well, he gets shot, and he starts to fall to my right side. Immediate muscle memory chipped in, training chipped in. Must seek cover, must assess the situation, deploy my troops and return fire. He telegraphed to my direction, tell, telling me where the enemy sniper shot him from. And as I shifted left to my direct front, what do I see? I see a group of enemy combatants, insurgents coming directly at me. Mm. My heart's pounding, my blood's racing, my adrenaline is going. What do I do? At this point, I knew I had a 99% chance of being shot and killed either by the enemy insurgents coming directly out to my front or the sniper to my six. But I also had a 1% chance of survival mm. and I also trust God. See, God t- teaches us that in Proverbs 3, 5, to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct thy path. Be not wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord depart from you. For as Christians, we walk by faith and not by sight. Mm-hmm. For great is he that is in you than he that is in this world. For therefore, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. That's good. For we are more than conquerors. Hmm. Knowing the fact that if I live, I am the Lord's. If I die, I am the Lord's. Whether I live or die, I belong to God. So having this faith in God and knowing that if he was going to save me, 1% was all he needed. Hmm. So I spoke to the Lord. And it, it's so funny at this time, it's, milliseconds are going by but yet i had this this secluded time where i was in the presence of the lord and i spoke to god i was like god i can't allow my brother to be dying i got marines around the corner we have enemies coming directly at us you know i i can't just leave him out here lord you know protect me god protect me allow me to destroy these enemies and the lord he responds to me and lets me know confident that you'll never leave me nor forsake me he'll never leave me astray See, my God will always lead me to righteousness. Just having that faith that he will always lead me to righteousness. He'll, he'll always be there for me. And once the Lord told me that he'll be there for me, that was all the confidence I needed to go back. So at that point, I stopped steadfast in my tracks. And I started shooting at the enemies directly at me, alerting the other squad that were under contact, were in contact. Nobody knowing that my other brother is bleeding and dying on the floor. Mm. So as I started sh- shooting, they fell scattered. I moved to the right, knowing that the snipers to my six, but outweighing that I would have been shot and possibly killed. Just knowing that, what am I risking my life for? And as I shifted right, I ended up passing my brother. Then, bam, I get shot. 
Mm. It hits my right side, blow off part of my pelvic bone, blows mm. through my large intestine, my small intestine, mm. back to my large intestine, and then through my stomach. Such force, such pain. And it shifted me and pushed me, and I hit the ground. And as I hit the floor, this massive, massive pain radiates through my body. And it felt like lava ripping through me, tearing me apart, mm. limb by limb. And I just wanted to scream, like, ah! But just before I could scream, the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, Be still. Don't move. For if you move, you'll be killed. Hmm. See, in Hebrews eleven six, God says, Without faith it's impossible to please him. But he who cometh to him must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder for those who diligently seek him. See, God says, you reward me just for seeking him. Mm. So with that, having the confidence, well, if I'm in this situation, regardless of the situation, how cloudy, how dark, how dire everything may seem, and regardless of what I may think, when God speaks, I need to listen. There is a reason that he has that. So I stayed still, and I didn't move. And at that time, see, what was happening at the time, the sniper has his crosshairs on you. And he's just waiting for that next moment to shoot. And he has to calculate, do I expose my position for a dead corpse or do I continue to finish the target? Hmm. Just at that, at that moment, the other Marines, uh, they started engaging the enemy. Gunfire is going off. And, you know, it, it just made me feel good inside that we're, we're, we're fighting back. We're letting them know that we will not give up, that we'll risk our lives. That's what we're here for, to protect the American people. So we will risk limb, everybody's life for that protection, mm. for our families, for our friends, for the innocents. So at that time, I started speaking to the Lord. I'm like, man, God, you know, here I am trying to save my brother's life, and I'm in the same predicament. Lord, and what do I do? And then immediately, my brother started moving. And the spirit of relief came over me. My brother is still alive. My brother is alive. Mm. And he started, and the Lord said, this is the moment to move. This is the moment. And it's like, the Lord was speaking to him too, because at that moment, he started lifting himself up. And we both lift ourselves up. We run inside, and we fell down. They end up... Uh, dragging me and the rest of the way. I, I feel like right between the door and outside. All right, let's pause it there. Yeah, let's do that. Wow. We'll get the rest of the story. Yeah, you got us on the edge this. of our seat. We don't want to stop him, but we yeah. have to. We have to take this break. Bo Wisdom will be back with his story uh, right here on Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Ben Radcliffe. Stay right there. You're listening to Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Ratcliffe. And this is Faith Talk Atlanta. Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Happy Tuesday. Man, I'm enjoying this, uh, this amazing story. Love this story. Said. This guy, uh, we're going to hear the rest of the story here in a matter of seconds. A uh, good place they can go to to find out more about you right off the bat. What's a good website they can go to? Do you have a website they can find? Uh, maybe YouTube, they have the story or something? Uh, well, currently, I don't actually have a website established. Okay. Uh, these things are still in the making. Okay. 
Um, David I will didn't... get right on that after the show. <laughs> okay. Yes, make a yes. <laughs> let, me, let me do that. David. Let me do that. you got nothing else to do, David. Let me go raise some more resources to do that for you, Bo. <laughs> Another golf tournament tomorrow. There you go. <laughs> and Dan and I will be there. Yeah. Bo gotta... Wisdom and Dr. David Delk here. We're hearing Bo's story. 2006 wounded in uh, Fallujah. It earned him a Purple Heart. We left him uh, where he and his, his brother... Uh, his friend, his his brother in the Marines uh, and brother in the Lord, I'm assuming, right? Uh, yes, were wounded, correct. and you 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 walked into, you crawled in. How did you get into the the next step, into a house or a, a building or what? Yeah, so we were in the middle of the street at the time when we were wounded. Yeah, and we both picked ourselves up and we kind of sprinted a quick sprint, few maybe ten steps uh, from that road in terms right at the door. They kind of dragged us. We had two different squads there. Uh, his squad was actually taking his gear off mm-hmm. and looking at the massive blood loss he had, as well as uh, the organs that were injured mm. from his from the uh, gunshot. They brought me inside, and as they brought me inside, they ripped off my gear, and they're checking for the exit wound because they see part of my intestine on my right side was hanging out, mm-hmm. and they're looking like, okay, well, we got to check for the exit wound. So as they're taking off my clothes and they lean me forward to check my back for the exit wound, Right in front of me, I look in my left upper abdominal region. I see sticking, uh, protruding out of my left upper abdominal region was the bullet that was still in my body. Oh, wow. wow. And, you know, and I couldn't fail to notice all of my blood that was pouring out on the floor. It's like Mm -hmm. a whole puddle. Uh, It's like a movie, you know, when I look back at it. And it was a blessing in disguise. Because instead of having two ports of bleeding, I only had one. Mm. And, you know, you know, God is just so amazing because, you know, in Mark ten twenty seven, God says, with man it is impossible, but not with God. Mm-hmm. For with God, all things are possible. And so we had to try to get out of that situation, that area, immediately. And this usually does not happen most of the time when we patrol in Fallujah, we don't carry a Humvee with us. Mm. And by the grace of God, there's a Humvee with this unit that came. Mm. And, you know, God just has a way of putting the right things in the right place at the right time. Mm. He just has a way of making everything work. And as they took me out, you know, we we joke about the guys that there was a little little satellite dish and it kind of hit my head. As we're coming out the the, <laughs> <laughs> well, the building and, you know. You can and, laugh about it now, no, right? I can, yeah, I can laugh about it now. And, uh, and uh, at, as they, my other brother was actually in the Humvee already, and they ended up throwing me into the Humvee because rounds was hitting the Humvee. We're, we're mm. still on a contact. Wow. But they, they're looking at the urgency of getting us out there, knowing that, you know, the steps that they choose at this moment could either help save our lives or not. Mm-hmm. And of course we, we risk life for each other. You know, we are a brotherhood, you know, always. So we went out with two corpsmen's that came inside the Humvee with us. They, they took off. Um, and you know, a couple other Marines making sure that we have some coverage and splitting up the squads. So as we took off this, <laughs> For, for for this moment here, this is it, it becomes very hard for me because this is the time where my brother is leaning on me 
and bleeding and dying on me. Mm. And, you know, he told me, thank you. Thank you for coming for me. Thank you. And, uh, It, it, it's just very, you know, it's, a, it, it's one thing when you lose family members. You know, a lot of people may die left and right, but there's another when somebody's dying in your arms. It kind of, and, you know, and this moment I think about Christ, hmm. what he did for us on Calvary, knowing that he gave his life up, gave it up for us. And, you know, it, it, it's just an amazing thing when you could trust in the Lord and knowing that he could bring you out of every type of situation. We've got about four minutes. I really want to want to get through. Let's get you through the hospital real quick. Okay. And uh, just the severity of that. And then on the other side. So. So we got to the firm base. They automatically went into uh, emergency procedures where they started to stop the bleeding, stop the artery. Uh, and they took the other Marine in the other room, you know. And, you know, it still bothers me to this day, but he ended up dying. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody that was shot by the sniper that day died. Um, and we end up going, well, I end up going to Bethesda, Maryland. And when I got to Bethesda, Maryland, uh, they said, you're infected. We mm-hmm. need to operate wow. immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had, and this is when I was going into surgery day after day. I had three tubes in the center, two tubes under my left side, my left bullet wound, one tube on my left side, one in my central line, and one in my mouth and one in my nose. They were operating every day, having over 18 surgeries. Wow. Uh, that was, and that's when they put me into my, I was in my coma then. That was the second coma that I was in, and that was induced. And I was there for over a week. Hmm. And, uh, you know, this was the time that the enemy attacked because I was in my weakest you know, my mind started going very unstable. But, you know, one thing I made sure to do was to continue to trust in God, mm-hmm. trust in him. And he provided a path that strengthened me. And he told me he was going to break me down to skin and bones, which he has done, and then built me back up, which mm-hmm. he has done. Yeah. And his word has come true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a living witness, I, I could say that, you know, after the whole ordeal in the hospital that I've made it out and, you know, wish to continue to share my testimony with other people. And, you know, God is alive. God is real. And he loves you. Mm-hmm. And he wants you to be a part of his kingdom. Wow. You speak all over. Is there a place they can get they can connect with you if uh, they want you to speak somewhere? Uh, currently, if you Booking can contact. Agent, uh, Dr. David <laughs> Delk. <laughs> yeah, definitely through uh, David Delk. I uh, I speak for David Delk. I work for him. Um, so, What's a good website? They can go to our email or something. go to fcaatlanta.org. Okay. Yeah. Check that out and ask mm-hmm. about Bo Wisdom. I uh, wish we had more time. We'll have to have you back. So you received the Purple Heart. Uh, that's amazing, mm-hmm. right? I, I'm sorry you went through what you did. You are stronger. Uh, you're a machine now, right? In a sense, thank you. Huh? He's a fireman too. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. Wow. Where wow. Where are you a fireman? Uh, Cobb County. Cobb County. Wow. Yeah. Top one percent on. condition. Right. How about that? Come on. Yeah. Look out. Way so, how did you feel when they pinned the? Who pinned it on you? And how did you feel, real quick? Uh, the Commandant of Marine Corps. Yeah. Uh, General Hagee. Yeah. And he pinned the Purple Heart on me in the hospital. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's it's it, it's. It's everybody that was killed or wounded by the hand of the enemy received the Purple Heart. So everybody who has died for this country has received the Purple Heart. Uh, 
it's an honor, but yet it is it is not something you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not something that I was looking for. Right. You yeah. know, I was only doing what I was trained to do. I was doing only what God led me to do, and you know, it's 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 an honor to have served our country, and I I would do it again. You know, because the sacrifice still needs to happen in our country thank you so much we appreciate that and the message of christ is strong in you and you share mm-hmm. that with so many again they can go to find out more about him fcalena.org you got to have him uh, in your church or your organization to speak uh what a story it mm-hmm. is amazing thank you so much tomorrow's going to be a great show ken kington and dan Radcliffe. oops i may lose my mic after that you might you never know i'll be back well, on well, thursday David Delkin. <laughs> hey have a great tuesday i'm rick Probst. And I'm dan Radcliffe. this is faith talk live we'll see you Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.